Hey everybody, welcome to the Bag and Forecast, episode number 245. Wow, I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out January 21st, 2015. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're bringing you our uh, monthly trading policy, and we're taking a look at Teen Titans Earth 1 Volume 1 by Jeff O'Meara and Terry Dodson. Uh, and uh, we're not in the same room, but we, all three of us, are enjoying the same beer this week. Uh, yeah, yeah we're passing out. it through the internet. <laughs> passing it through the exactly internet. Like the uh, and this is... I'm my uh, up to my USB port. Hey, there it is. There yeah. it is. Fill it up. This Universal is... Service Beer. USB. Mm-hmm. That's what it stands for. I don't know if mm. you know that. They did not know that. Yeah, Universal Service Beer. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and this is Founders Black Rye. It's a dry hopped dark ale brewed with rye. And this is something that they haven't brewed in like something like eight years. Whoa. Yeah, the last time they actually brewed this and had it ready to go was in 2006. I know because I just checked in to it on Untapped and I got a badge for it. Nice. And it's crazy because this beer is delicious. It is really good. I was, um, what, 24 with the last time they had this beer out? Yeah. Probably not even, I probably did not even enjoy this kind of beer. Back no. When it was the la- last Probably out. didn't. Yeah. That's, that's pre-podcast. Pre-podcast, Paul. Yeah. That would not have drinking this, wouldn't have known about the beer first no. off. You would have been walking around in your Labatt's hat. Yep. Still have a Labatt's hat. Let's not. Yeah, you wouldn't have been walking around in that Labatt's hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, when, before the show started, I said this is a lot like 14 and probably as good mm-hmm. as Ithaca's 14th anniversary beer, which is probably one of our favorites. Yeah. Um, all time favorites. Yeah, you take, uh, 14 and 15 and you mix them together. You probably won't get something as good as this, but. You know, you get a weird, like, Frankenstein version of it, but yeah. it's, it's really nice. It reminds me a lot of the Wookiee Jack, too. But not as heavy as the but Wookiee yeah, Jack. Yeah, it's a lighter on the, just on the path, well, not in flavor, but, you know, it's not as, can, it's it's thinner. What yeah. you, what's this? It's not as viscous. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's got a nice little smoke right on the front, yep. kind of a sweet malt. That kind of bitter rye, that punch, pop up rye, yeah, um, yeah. really good. I hope this is something that they continue on and it sticks around because I want to always be able to drink this. Um, yeah, this needs to be around at least for their fall to winter mm-hmm. season. Just I agree. From November to March. Well, this is a good. This is a good beer to go from that like winter into spring. You know, because spring's you know it's a little warm out. This beer's always going to be perfect for that time of year. Yeah, like and especially since they put it out this time of year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, honestly, if they put it out, it doesn't matter what time of year they put it out, we'll be buying it. This is true. You know, it's not... I'm really digging it. Oh, it's, it's mid-August. It's too hot. No, this no. beer's delicious. We don't care about the weather. When it, when we'll just stand in front of the air conditioner and... It's fine. I really like that malt on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, uh. And then you get that rye like that creeps in on the back. All around great beer. Great flavor. Mm-hmm. Deliciousness. 
Yeah, yep. way to go, founders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep it up. You guys have been Don't slacking worry. lately. <laughs> Nobody can see the sarcasm in my face. <laughs> Audio podcast. Yep. Hey, here's the thing, like, I would not mind if they got rid of something like the, like, Red's Rye to keep this around. Mm-hmm. Like, Red's Rye's not bad, but I never buy it. No. Like, it's it's good, but I'd rather go for, like, a Centennial IPA or, like, the uh, All Day IPA. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's good when they th- add rye into an IPA. Yes. All right. Much like in the news, how uh, Minecraft will be adding The Simpsons Ooh. into Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, you know how Minecraft is owned by Xbox now? Uh, they worked out a deal to uh, get The Simpsons into Minecraft. You'll be able to play uh, this whole Simpsons family. So why not? Why not? Well, here, okay. Here's the thing I don't get about the whole Minecraft skin thing. It's a first-person game. Like, you don't see your character at all, right? Yeah, but you you could add them into your world and have them be the characters running around in your, like, world. I feel bad about this because I I have played a little bit of Minecraft, but I've never, like, really gotten into it like everybody else has, apparently. No, I haven't. Because, like, the version I played, like, you were basically just... Like trying to build up a fortress almost to like stay safe at night, like because then the creepers would come out after the sun went down. Mm-hmm. Well, this would be, I think, in the year more not in this quote unquote story mode, but just in that kind of uh, Minecraft building mode okay. where you can just do whatever you want to do. They don't, they don't do anything, do they? Are they just like there meandering about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And maybe they'll be, you could, you know, it's it's for people that want to build all of, uh, what, Springfield? I don't know. It's, I don't it's for people who are obsessed no, with the game and obsessed with The yeah. Simpsons. And they want to build the Springfield in Minecraft and then yeah. populate like, Springfield with the characters. someone's already done that. Like, right. If it's something that exists, someone's already built it in Minecraft. No, you're thinking of Rule 34. Uh, isn't that the porn one? Like, if it exists, there's a porn of it on the internet? Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay, well. You're it's trying a to, thing. Are you trying to say that there's a porn of my left foot? Yes. <laughs> if it exists. Yep, yep, rule 34. If it exists, there is porn of it. Yeah, that's rule thir- number 34. All right, do we search for porn of my left foot? Okay, let me turn on incognito mode first. You need to, you need to do John's left foot just so there's no confusion. <laughs> John's. Okay, you guys talk for a bit while I do this. I'm more interested in you doing this. No, hey Chris. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, well, he's looking for this. Did you hear the news about somebody dropping out of a DC franchise movie? I did because that would be uh, the recent story of Tom Hardy, who was supposed to be Rick Flag in uh, the Suicide Squad movie. Uh, jumping ship. Uh, yeah, one of the articles I read was first it was just due to timing, but now it's come out that it's due to the script. Uh, he wasn't happy with it. Some say it might be that the script is said to be um, Deadshot and Joker heavy, and they're the leads and everyone is the backups. 
Um, but also people are saying mm, it might just be a really bad script. I I feel it's more of a case that he was pitched like, no, you're you're Rick Flag, you know, you're the guy in charge of the Suicide Squad, and then it's like, and now it's a Joker and Deadshot movie. Yeah. And he kind of was like, oh well, I thought it was going to be something different, and it's not what I was promised. Uh, what comes up on the internet, by the way? <laughs> John Holmes, porn actor, had a huge scar on his left foot. So John's left foot was seen, just not. Why would you put John's left foot? Cause because the mo- I said. But the movie's called My Left Foot. Oh. Oh, you. There's Wait, a movie. There's, there's, a, there's a movie called My Left Foot. It's about a guy oh. that he can only move his left foot. Oh, okay. I have terrible. Okay. He was a really good goalie, though. Ugh. There's a bunch of stuff on you that I don't want to see that comes up on. <laughs> oh man, there. click images, click no. images, no. do images. No. No, we just got Rex Ryan as our head coach of the Buffalo Bills, but I'm not. Hey, that was the that. thing. I didn't know. Um, yeah. Okay. Hey, Paul, just a quick heads up. I can. I'm getting a lot of echo. I hear myself. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, what's funny is actually when. We were driving back from Buffalo because if you listen to episode number 244, we were in Buffalo for the weekend. Uh, when we were going over the Peace Bridge into Canada to come back to Michigan, the only questions the uh, border crossing guy actually asked us was all about uh, Rex Ryan signing on to be the head coach <laughs> of the Buffalo Bills. Right. And if there's one person you do not want to talk sports with, it's this guy. I'm pointing to myself. You did really Chris. well, though. I was surprised. <laughs> did she say I was surprised? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lexi's over on the chair next to me. She said I did really well. Mm, good. Just think, I have a passing knowledge. You sounded like you knew what you were talking oh, about. She said I sounded like I knew what I was talking about. Well, because I have a passing knowledge. It's like Paul talking about any sitcom. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I don't watch them. Just read the IMDb's and Wikipedia's about them. So I'm not shunned at work from <laughs> <Yep>. other people. <laughs> Paul's just like, oh shit, there's the water cooler, water cooler, water cooler. Hey, you guys see this hot button show? Yeah. He uses those words too, though. Mm-hmm. Why did I forget to bring my water jug today? <laughs> I gotta go over there. That's what happens. People know. So Tom around. Harding, huh? Not gonna be in the Suicide Squad movie. No. Past. Past it. He's a new way. Oh, yep. And if we think back, you know, maybe if it is a bad script, we'll get another reaction to a horrible movie that comes out from DC. Because if we think back, Catwoman, remember what the plans were for DC movies, if that was a success, and then they, like, scrapped everything? Uh, the guy from Tenacious D, Jet Black, was going to be... Hal Jordan as Green Lantern. Yeah, it's going to be, um, like, the mask. Action comedy. Yeah. Uh, Marvel re-looked looked at everything they were doing with Fox uh, after Elektra came out, because it was such a bomb, and they're like, never again. If we have the rights to these characters, we're going to have to do it ourselves, because we can't trust anybody, and we got Iron Man <clears throat> Yeah, because of it. So maybe, right now, you know, we're kind of, DC seems stuck... In a mire right now, uh, after Man of Steel, and we still don't haven't seen what Dawn of Justice is. So 
Maybe if they turn out a bad movie, we'll get a reaction again. I I think... Go ahead, John. I think they're really missing out because they've already put together a great Suicide Squad in Arrow, and they've got a really a guy playing a really good mm-hmm. um, Captain Boomerang in The Flash and in Arrow, and it's like they could have done this movie kind of on the cheap with the, using those people, mm-hmm. using that fan base, and to me, like you could have spent all the money in effects and doing a really awesome job with these guys that have already done a good job with these characters. And maybe it'll take that disaster for them to learn it. No. Just saying, you know, maybe this is where they're like, oh, where's, where are we successful? On TV right now? Okay. Let's leverage that instead. Yeah. Hey, maybe that way we can get, uh, the guy that's placed the, placed the flash on TV in his movie, in a movie. Yeah. That's the thing, like, as much as I really want, like, an awesome Green Lantern movie, or even a Flash movie, I'm so happy with what I'm getting on TV right now that I don't want to see anything sully that. No. I'd I'd be much happier, like, with DC putting that money into making better TV shows, like, upping the production value of those shows, because they look great already, but... Can you imagine, like, if they get that money behind them? And just keep, like, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Like, those are your big screen franchises. Like, anything else, like, that ancillary stuff, put that on TV. Yeah, but you won't get the... If they put more money into the production value, they're not going to see a return on that money. Yeah, but they wouldn't have to pay those actors as much as they'd have to pay... Will Smith. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, like, a Will, Jared a Leto. Will Smith will buy you, like, a full season of a TV show. Right. But what I'm saying is, I think they're spending enough on the television shows right now that it's getting, you know, it's, it's good. It's, I don't think they're, they're lacking in that department no, for yeah. a television show. No, no, but I'm I saying don't... like is take that cast that they've already created mm-hmm. and put them in a movie. Like launch right. them out of that and oh, okay. save, I mean, probably Will Smith's paycheck mm-hmm. could pay for all those actors that they have cast. Right. I understood your point. I was more talking to Chris's point about putting more money into the television shows, and I'm like, I don't think they would because you would never see a return on that investment. Chris's point was he didn't want the movies to interrupt what they're doing in TV. Well, besides the fact that the TV shows will continue to be really good, and the better they perform, the more advertising revenue you can get from them. Season. it's not like it might not be a huge return. It's not going to be like you know two hundred fifty million at the box office. But mm-hmm. if you have advertisers like jumping to hey we we need this to show during this episode of this show, and you have five completely solid TV shows airing like one every night, like you'll make that back over a longer amount of time because at this point you don't have one movie that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. You have five TV shows for multiple seasons yeah I, I don't know if it's like a you know viable like uh, mm-hmm. business plan plan yeah business plan but uh, like it, it's sad to see so much money sank into a movie that doesn't work because the script or the actors or the effects no and yeah. then like it just completely takes that character off the table again but we live in an environment where they're able to sell advertising within the movie so there's very little risk 
you know, Man of Steel, they said that it basically turned was almost about would almost break even without anybody going to see it because of all this advertisements with Nikon, Sears, uh, IHOP. And what was the other ones that they had the only, product placement the in? The only one I remember is Sears. There was IHOP in there, too? Yeah. Yeah, that's where the uh, bully not was the bull, uh, What's his name? His friend. What was his black friend on Smallville? His name? I don't, Sam? No. Clark, Clark Kent's childhood friend. From oh, yeah, episode one right. or two before he... No, the, like the first three or four seasons. His friend. I don't remember... I know Pete. I watched Pete. Pete. There it is, yeah. Yeah, Pete Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Pete Ross. So. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Crashes through. Well, it's probably because there weren't buildings smashing to the ground during it. No, Superman crashed into the IHOP. Yeah. Pete Ross was working. <laughs> they destroyed, he destroyed it. Mm-hmm. He was getting his ass kicked, too. Uh, but that also brings up the point of Arrow uh, signed for Season 4 and Gotham for Season 2. And public service announcement, Constantine is moving, what, next week when it premieres again? No, this week, and this it week. was not good. At people didn't know o'clock. People didn't know it was at 8 o'clock. Is that the one with the, I might have caught it, was that with the nun? Yes. And with the nun? Yeah. I didn't get to watch that episode yet. Don't tell me anything, okay. Paul. <laughs> okay. I happen to have it on. I don't know why. Oh, okay, now I know why. Because your show that you do watch was on at a different time? No, it was because... It was up because Kate was at her Chris work Christmas party. Uh, so I'm like, you, you weren't allowed to like, go. No, I, it was a work Christmas party. Who goes to those things other than people that work there? Their spouses and boyfriends and girlfriends. No, no, you don't. No, because you're just standing there awkwardly, well, like talking. People so this is this is Paul choosing to go down the scary path versus <laughs> yeah. the fun path. <laughs> that's not fun. Yeah, come on, that's not fun. Anyway, the. This is a strung together segue. Talking about something else that nobody's going to be going to. Uh, we've gotten some word about the Fantastic Four trailer, probably. <laughs> what? Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I've, Go ahead. What, I, what, what is this? I've the, abandoned all hope for this movie. Wait, it, um, it's probable information about a trailer? Of, yes. For a movie? Uh, initial rumors were that you would be seeing the trailer attached to the new Matthew Vaughn film. Uh, the Kingsman, which actually looks really good. It looks a lot of f- fun. O- opening up February 6th. Uh, rumor has it now we'll be seeing the trailer uh, at the end of January. Mm. Which is kind of surprising because there's movies coming out further down the road that we've already seen more of. And this is coming out in June? July? Of this year? Yeah. Pretty recent. And we haven't even seen like anything from it. Well, no production stills, yeah. no concept art. Uh, the movie's gone back to do some reshoots, which Fox is saying, like, no, it's it's one of those things, like, hey, movies go back, they do uh, reshoots for scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumors are that it's going back to do reshoots because stuff's just not working. All, all rumors, it's, I don't want to buy into anything either way, but this is a movie that I've completely lost faith in, and when it comes out, it's going to be a movie that I might see, but I don't know. I You, you might see it just for the train wreck. It's not something... Maybe. There's some of those movies, like the last Wolverine movie, like, I didn't even... didn't even strike me to go see that. And 
I didn't miss it. And I feel the same thing about this Fantastic Four movie. And I saw the other two in the theater opening weekend. Yeah, me too. You know, this is one that everything I've heard about it has just made me go, ugh, no. Don't want it. There's very little buzz around it, I think. So I, I think I'm all the sur- buzz around it is like how nobody knows what it's going to be and mm-hmm. they expect it to just not do anything. And then they're expecting to do X-Men versus the Fantastic Four. Yeah, that makes sense because they're, you know, Marvel's doing Civil War and this would be their fan, you know, Fox's Civil War or well, not Fox. Yeah, but this yeah, is Fox, just yeah, their Fox. idea of another cash yeah. grab. Mm-hmm. But they also, uh, casting news for Fox movies. Uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen not coming back as Magneto and Professor X in, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Hmm. They're not going to appear. Interesting. Is it uh, their choice or? Their choice. Their choice. They're walking away. Is this? I still haven't seen uh, the last X Men movie. Is this because of where like Apocalypse is going to be placed in the X Men timeline? Like, are they not going to? No, be... no. I I heard that okay. that the characters will still be in the movie. It just won't have the original actors. So maybe they have enough time they can write them. You know, I don't think it started shooting yet, so they yeah. could write them out. You know, the old. You know, or present day, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, Ian McKellen and Magneto and Professor X. They could just write them out, I guess. Or they could I, I recast. I think that's going to be your your best bet because who's going to step into that role and be like, uh, "Who am I auditioning for?" Oh, you're going to be uh, the guy that flipping through papers. Uh, you know, Patrick Stewart played in like four movies, and uh, and here, go. <laughs> like. As an actor, like, do you want to step into that? Uh, A normal person, you would say no. But an actor, a little bit of ego with those people. You got a paycheck. You got to make your money. Uh, It would be funny if they got the guy from the the TBS show that does the, we're firing of all the (laughs) X-Men. X-Men. Yes, that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I forget what that comedian's name is, but yeah. I know me too. I, I we watched all those videos too, and they were funny. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I don't know. It's probably about time if you're gonna do it. You should have done it with X three. X Men United. Uh, that was bad. Like as as much as I appreciate both of those actors in those roles, because I can't see anyone else doing them at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think. There are characters that really need to be in the movies anymore, especially when Fox has such a wealth and like pool to draw from mm-hmm. when it comes to having X-Men or like antagonists in it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can put literally like anyone in there to fill that role at this point. So if Fox kills off Professor X in the movie, does that mean we get, did they, they did that already. Yeah. But or is he, but is he back now? Like after? Yes. Yeah. Because he remember he was in the future. He remember the tagline or the t- the stinger at the end of that X Men Three X Men United was that he was able to transport his brain into somebody that was catatonic. I don't know if that ever played out in the next X Men Days of Future Past or whatever. Well, they don't say anything. Been. He just shows up as himself. Oh, okay. Wait, really? Yeah, they don't they don't mention <laughs> it. And what really what really bugs me is at the really yeah. And here's the thing: is at the end of the end. It's not like. Oh, that was a close one. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. But what's really weird at the end oh of 
at the end of the Wolverine, mm-hmm. uh, he's like about to walk through a metal detector. He sets it off, and then everything stops. Mm-hmm. And he turns and looks, and it's Professor X and Magneto. And they're like, Logan, we have to talk. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end. And everyone's like, oh, there's a future pass. I'm like, there's a future pass takes place in the future. Mm-hmm. It's not like right after this movie. This is stupid for them to stop and be like, hey, we got to talk to you. 20 years from now, when you get white in your hair, we're going to come back and we're going to need your help. Well, yeah, you need- we're going to send you to the past. Like, but, few, you know, a few way, years before you know, this happened. Yeah. Like, it made no sense. Well, the thing is, do you really want a time traveler to show up and then be like, hey, Marty, I got to talk to you about your kids? Yeah. Like, it just randomly, like, you have plans to go out to the mountains with Jennifer and finally make out and get sealed the deal. Yeah, but, all right. Like, now you got to go. But they show up, they show up at the end of, like, 2014, and then Days of Future Past takes place in, like, 2025. Like, it's not the same time stream. It doesn't make any sense. Doc Brown would explain. Logan, you need to come with us. We need to keep you safe for the next little bit. Uh, but we're also going to be running all these crazy tests and doing weird things. Wait, 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 wait. I it, didn't see the movie. It yeah. doesn't. The, the timelines don't make sense. Okay. Well, it doesn't need, you know, no timeline ever makes sense when you take it apart. You know, when you talk about time travel. Because all, they all cancel each other out as soon as you travel through time. It's crazy. How's <laughs> Professor X still alive? <laughs> they don't reference. Like, Logan doesn't even look at He's not like, hey, I thought you were dead. He's Remember just like... Remember when Gene melted you? <laughs> he was, you know, he just had this look like, all right, this shit again. All right. Can you get me through this metal detector? <sighs> Do we have more news? Fox is ruining the X-Men franchise. News. Mm. No. Uh, I got nothing else. Uh, what else did I have? Uh, yeah, that was it. Pretty much. Uh, except, did you guys read that article about, uh, what they're building in China? No, what are they building in China? The oh, Gotham yeah, th- themed, this is such a Paul story. The, go- the Goth- Gotham themed casino? What? There's going to be a Wonder Woman go-karts and a virtual reality Batman ride. I'll, uh, like, uh, the, what did, what was it in the Harry Potter land? Like the, the traveling benches in Harry Potter. That oh, we the, uh, Forbidden Journey. Yeah. the for, So it's going to be kind of like that, uh, the Forbidden Journey, but it's going to be Batman and you're going to swing along with Batman or you are Batman and you're going to, you know, see all the villains inside of Gotham and there's going to be like a roller coaster and all this jazz and, uh, inside the super casino. That's being built in uh, the Chinese city of Macau, and it's uh, Macau is actually uh, the largest gambling city in the world. It's even bigger than Las Vegas, apparently. Wow! Yeah. I'm excited for that Batman ride. If it's anything like the uh, Spider-Man one, yeah, from Universal Studios, the Wonder Woman like go kart thing, not so much because they're probably all going to be made from clay. Oh, not, not on board with that. Wait, no, but that's that makes sense, you know, in in the menu of the uh, Wonder Woman uh, mythos, right? Yeah. Uh, there, the central tower was inspired by two images of 
two asteroids shooting through a Gotham City building. I don't get that. Uh, the the uh, is weird. Co- uh, complex is going to be opened in the mid this year, and uh, the attraction will be called Batman Dark Flight. This was on The Verge, by the way. This uh. Yeah, I do remember seeing something about that. Slap, 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 yeah. slap. That's right. My girlfriend made a great joke about that. That was hilarious. But this looks awesome, and I kind of wish this was going to be built in Vegas. And it makes me wish there was, you know, a cooler theme park. Like, I, you know, I wish there was a, a DC or Marvel, like Harry Potter, you know, Hogwarts. Didn't park. have like. Wasn't well, isn't it the six, Paramount Six Flags? Yeah, the, wasn't there that Paramount one that had a bunch of? There's a Marvel comic- Islands of Adventure inside of, you know, Universal, but that stinks. You know, I wish it was done up exactly like the Harry Potter, though it wasn't in the world of Harry Potter. That's hey, that Spider-Man ride was cool. Yeah, the Spider-Man ride is good. The queue for it wasn't good because, like, when you were talking about that, John, where it's like, hey, you get to walk through the Bugle office, it's like, oh, that sounds awesome. And then you get there and everything's, like, painted gray. It was just kind of gross. And then it's like, hey, here's the Fantastic Four pizza parlor. And it's basically just a pizza stand that has, like, a giant human torch on the, like, the ceiling. But you get a deal on four slices of pizza. <laughs> oh. Thank you. That was actually really good. They're all burnt or made from rock. <laughs> I chipped my tooth. Well, you didn't expect a real pizza, uh, did you? Universal is like, for how good the Harry Potter section of that park is, and then going into the like the Marvel Island, I was just like, yeah, they, they just set us up. Like, well, the you Mar- have these awesome characters, and you could do so much like awesome theming instead of just saying like. Hey, here's you know Spider Man, like on the side of this building, like. But that was, and, I mean, that was before they thought outside the box. You know, like the the Spider Man ride is the only really great thing in that park. The Hulk roller coaster is good, but it's just a really fast roller coaster. Yeah. Um. But now that they now that they have stepped up their game, though, like take the money that you're earning from Harry Potter and throw that back into that part of the park. Yeah. Because you have the rights to those characters. Like, Disney can't use them in any of their theme parks right now. Do something with it. Make it, like, more of a draw because you've got that shit. But do you think they're going to. I mean, how long do they have those characters? How long are they going to have that island? Uh, nobody knows how long they have them for. And I think that's, like, the terms of the contract is, like, Universal's basically got them as long as they decide to use them for. No. Well then, yeah. My thing would be, if I, you know, if we're gonna lose them in like two more years, why sink any money into it? Mm-hmm. That would be my thought. But yeah, who knows? Um, but you know what we do know? What do we know? What books we're buying this week, the twenty-first of January, two thousand fifteen? Ooh, Paul, you just poured think- yourself a beer. What are you reading? What am I reading? Uh, you know, when I roll dice, I always roll them Snake Eyes. Because of G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, Agent of Cobra. It's kind of, that was horrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, do you want to do it again? Uh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> actually say everything you said again, okay. because it's okay, ridiculous. You ready? <laughs> you ready? Go ahead, throw it back to me, and I'll try it again. What are you reading, Paul? Well, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice on a book coming out from IDW. No, I told you to do, the, do it again, but say the same thing. I am. 
Just, no, you're not. I am. I'm just rearranging the words. <laughs> you know, I'm taking a roll of the dice on a book coming out from IDW, and look, they're coming up Snake Eyes. Just like Snake Eyes, Agent of Cobra, coming out from uh, Mike Costa, and art by uh, Villain Nelly. Uh, Mike Costa is a guy that kind of uh, made a big name with his G.I. Joe run. And then came over to DC to do Blackhawks because of his success with GI, the GI Joe franchise. And then Blackhawks kind of fizzled out with the new 52. And he came right back and, uh, is doing GI Joe again. So, uh, I think this is a GI Joe book that you would enjoy, John. I think so because I thought about picking it and then was like, mm, I'm not going to buy this. Maybe Paul will. It's not the IDW GI Joe, the fall of GI Joe, which was all political entry. Which I enjoyed. It, it's not the West Wing of GI Joe. Yes, uh, but this has uh, Snake Eyes being uh, transferred to a prison where he then escapes with Despero. Yeah, it looks like Despero, and they are now looking for the son of the late or the former Cobra commander. Yeah. So it sounds like it's going to be a really cool road trip with a guy that doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what? You know Storm Shadow's going to show up. Is he? Uh, road he trips to. Road trips with the guys that don't talk. Uh, those are awesome. Han Solo and Chewbacca. Mm. Jane Silent Bob. So what? One more. One, Wait. Well, here's hey, the here thing. it is. Solo. Despero and Snake Eyes. They're Solo going to complete and Chewbacca it. Chewbacca both talk though. Chewbacca. Grunts, yeah. but but everybody but knows he's what he's speaking. saying. Yeah, Han just understands the. And you missed Rocket and Groot. Rocket and Groot, there you go. Yeah, but you, Groot you says I am Groot. So if you guys are going to nitpick my Chewbacca pick, then oh my, really? I didn't. Chris did. I did. Then because Chewbacca talks, you just don't understand what he's saying. And Rocket and Groot would fit your yeah. mold. There we go. That you put out and. Snake Eyes is going to have looks, and everybody's going to look at him and be like, yeah, I kind of understand what he's... Because he's going to have his, like, gestures and everything. Is he? He did in the G.I. Joe movie, (laughs) where people kind of understood what he was talking about. You can't count on that movie, unless you're talking about the G.I. Joe movie that Don Johnson voiced the Falcon in. I don't think anyone's counting that. I have it on DVD. I'll let you borrow it. Okay. Sucks to be you. But what are you looking forward to, John? Uh, I am looking forward to Goner's number four from Image Comics. This was a new number one that I picked up uh, four months ago and have kept on and enjoy it. Um, and you find the uh, the Latmere's children have escaped the monsters. They've gone back to their home only to be attacked by a crazed man in a skeleton mask who uh, almost kills the youngest of them. And uh, you find their butler, Benjamin, teaming up with uh, another side of the family who's thought to be maybe on the bad side to find the children and find out who's causing this evil. Um, the beginning of 3 had this really good part about... <laughs> Uh, one of the older Latmir. Uh, I haven't read it yet. Don't spoil it for me. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna spoil it. I haven't either, but well, I, I like you guys have had things. a month to, to read it. Uh, he's in the Alamo with <laughs> with Davy Crockett, Bowie, and uh, talking cursed head 
and they are being attacked by the stone creatures that have teamed up with the Mexicans. Uh, fun book. I really enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what other crazy stuff go on. Actually, that sounds a lot of fun. I haven't read that one yet, too. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be a really fun read. And there's a I, werewolf on the cover. Whatever monster's on the cover, it's in the book. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, I found that out by reading three of the books. Three Chris, what books. are you looking forward to? Me. You. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to me. But I'm also looking forward to me reading a book. <laughs> I'm looking forward uh, to me doing what? Just being me. <laughs> this was actually a tough week for me because there's a bunch of books that I'm buying, but none of them are like, oh man, I I can't wait to read this. I can't wait to pick this one up. So I kind of just treat this like how I used to look at the list is like what book that would be the first one I would read out of all the stuff that I bought. And I decided that it's going to be Teen Titans number six. Written by uh, Will Pfeiffer with art by Scott Hepburn. This is the continuing story of the new Teen Titans. They're not that new. They've been around for a little bit. But uh, we get a new member on the team. This is the new Power Girl, where if you've read any of DC's books from a couple weeks ago, you got a little bit of a uh, sneak peek at her. I, I don't really know what to expect, but you know, I'm looking forward to it. Because I want to see where it's going to go. And that's why that's my pick. There you go. Not because of any, like, earth-shattering stuff. Sorry. No, oh, yeah. New character. Kind of fun to uh, jump in on and get a feel for them. Uh, you know, especially a new take on a character. And just like we're taking on a new take on one of our favorite beers. And this is Imperial Rum Barrel Aged Pum King, or also known as Rum King, from uh, Southern Tier Brewery. And uh, first sips of this, it tastes like one of our aged bottles of pumpkin, mm-hmm. like really mellow. You get a little bit of that rum on the back end, but nothing like popping out. It's a muted pumpkin. If you had fifteen dollars to spend, uh, would you rather save five bucks and buy Innocent Gun if you were looking for a rum aged beer? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean it's still good. <laughs> Um, very low carbonation on it. When I poured this out, I was like, wow, this is a lot lighter than I expected it to be. But I really like this. And I'm going to say it's better than just a regular, like, aged pumpkin. It's got a really nice sweetness on it that wasn't there before. And I haven't had the uh, Innocent Gun in a while, so I can't... I wish I had it like side by side. Innocent Gun, it, it has the same kind of sweetness, but more toffee flavor. No. It's more okay. of a toffee sweetness. This has a, I wouldn't call it, it has a sweetness to it, and it's almost vanilla, but not quite. It's no. got that pumpkin pie sweetness, I guess. Um, just throwing this out. I, I like it a lot. Just throwing this out there. The other day, I took a bottle of Warlock, poured a glass of it, and my girlfriend has cinnamon vanilla Jaeger. And I put that into my Warlock, and it was out of this world. It complemented each other so well. I liked it a lot. What were your feelings? I'm sorry. I liked it a lot. Ah, that's good. It was very good. Uh, This isn't bad. This is a drinkable beer. Um, You know, just taste-wise, you know, I'm comparing it to those aged 
Oof. bottles of pumpkin that we had. It ten point seven percent. It's smooth. It's for smooth 10. for ten percent. It's 10%. a dangerous ten. It's um, a dangerous yeah. ten. You could drink this pretty quickly and not mm-hmm. not know you're getting into a, a battle. Last week, what last time we last week we were drinking beers and they were just warm. And they were over ten percent. The barley wine. Yeah. The the other one, the stout went down way too easy. Yeah. This this goes down so easy too though. But yeah. I I really like it. I don't know if it's worth that fifteen for like a bomber sized bottle, but no. If no. this was at ten, I'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was if at this was pumpkin tw- or if it was at Warlock twelve, price, I think is a good a good mm-hmm. price. Fifteen ninety nine. Well, I would recommend it if you're a big fan of pumpkin. Yeah. nine ninety nine. I would recommend it over pumpkin, maybe. You know, because you don't have to wait the year <laughs> for it to mellow out and be good. Yeah. But And then, uh, you know why? Because they aged it for you. Uh, but at at 12, I would... Yeah, at 15, it's just like, no, you know, just... Okay. It's not Well, if... It. You, you kind of raise a... Uh Good question there. If price wasn't a factor, if you had to go Pumpkin, Warlock, or Rum King, like power ranking, how would you put it? Warlock, Pumpkin, Rum King. I would do the same thing. See, I'd still probably go Pumpkin up top. Like, I love that beer. But then I'd probably go Warlock and then Rum King. Okay. So no matter what, Rum King's number three. And we've always, yeah. we've always the way we've always been talking about Warlock and Pumpkin is... It's so close. It's so almost interchangeable. Yeah, it's kind of more what you're in the mood for that day. If you mm-hmm. want something a little bit darker or not. Yep. And it's colder now. It's winter, so I'm more about warlock. See, you're well, missing you know like what? you you get that that finishing sip. You get rummy kind of taste to it, and I'm expecting that you get that kind of yammy up front. I'm expecting that sweetness off of a normal pumpkin and you don't get that sweetness you get the rum which i i like that i like it too but i'm still expecting that sweetness from a pumpkin you know because i'm so used to pumpkin yeah i it could be because i'm not a big rum guy either like honestly the only time i have rum is when like i'm over at paul's and it's even then it's like only when you make your uh, eggnog yeah and last year we did a pumpkin beer aged in spice rum barrels um i forget who what brewery that was from but we didn't think very highly of it i think it was one of an episode we had steve on you know what i'm expecting right now though what's that a dramatic reading (gasps) what and now the pain board presents a dramatic reading from batgirl number 38 page 11 panel 4 i'm taking down jordan barbary Tonight. That was a dramatic reading from Batgirl, number 38, page 11, panel 4. Definitely need to look at that picture because it almost sounded like it's a cheerleader <laughs> that was about to like go all the way with Jordan Babbery. <laughs> or it's Batgirl who's going to punch somebody in the face. I'm not sure which. What? It's Batgirl going to punch someone in the face, oh, but John okay. decided to go a different way with it. <laughs> yeah. well, what's your, if, what does your Batgirl sound like? Who is that directed towards? Either one of you. More you, though, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a redhead. I can't do it. <laughs> You're kind uh, of a stra- strawberry If, if you want to see the panel, we're all in 
in a hullabaloo about, make sure you go over to the episode notes at uh, bangboard.com because you'll be able to see all of our show notes there, uh, find out what we're reading for the list, maybe buy something from bangboard.com slash Amazon. Is that how it works? That with a little scratch. <laughs> and, uh, and see this panel that we're getting heated about. Yeah. See, you, you got to build controversy so people will go. I'm, ge- I'm getting so heated that I'm, I'm going to take another drink of this Rum King. Ooh. It's because I'm heated, not because I really like it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I hope w- you guys enjoyed uh, Earth One Teen Titans. Chris, this is a book you picked up, and it's written by Jeff Lemire, art by both Dotsons or just Terry? Terry, coloring by Rachel. Okay, so by both Dotsons. No, there you go. Drawing and color that the air team, and uh, other than the letterer, I guess, by the Dotsons. And uh, Earth One is DC's direct to uh, trade series where they have a new take on all their characters. Uh, we've seen two Superman, Superman, one Batman. So far, yep. another Batman's coming out. It's third Superman's coming out in February, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Superman Volume 3 will be out in February. Uh, Batman Volume 2 will be out in May. Mm. Uh, Wonder Woman will be out sometime. Question mark. There's yeah. a question mark behind that. Grant Morrison and Yannick Paquette on the Wonder Woman. But yeah, even though we've had multiple like Superman ones at this point... I still consider this the third entry into the Earth it's, One line because it's the third family. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Superman Earth One Volume Two. That's just a continuation. Mm-hmm. So our first other entry into this, besides Batman, which who would have thought it would have been Teen Titans? <laughs> um, I think everybody had their money down on Wonder Woman, seeing <laughs> as yeah, it was announced it was, before it was announced years ago. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it on the show with with the artist. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was nutty. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know what? I'm still not sold on Earth One. Like I, I appreciate Earth One for what it is. It's different takes on characters that you know and maybe love. Um, what we had from Superman and Batman are kind of in line with what we've seen before, but just a little bit of a tweak. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, Teen Titans here is the first one that's been a little bit more different. Complete, like a yeah. completely different rewrite of the characters. Because Teen Titans, it's always been more about that, the legacy. You've got Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, Robin, and a bunch of other characters that they can introduce to you. Aqualad. In in one book. And with this, they said, like, nope, we're dropping all that legacy. It's all those other characters, like Cyborg, Raven, Beast Boy, Jericho, and Terra, like, coming together. And that's what really made me interested in this, is, like, how do you do a Teen Titans Earth 1 without including any of those marquee Teen Titans characters? But and it looks like they're going to be adding them. They could because there's a, I guess you could say the writing's Fun on the wall. And nicely done. That's exactly where I was going to go. A, was that where you were going to yep. say? Yep. Oh, I, I feel like it's less clever now because someone else thought of it. No, no. I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
if you were looking at me, Chris, if you were looking at me, I said something Paul was going to say. No, if you were looking at me, Chris, it was painted all over my face. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just do you mind go over the general yeah. plot, and then we can talk about stuff. It's eighties uh, badass kids all in the same high school where they aren't actually just any kids. They are turn out to be science science experiments where they were grafted on DNA uh, alien DNA from Star Labs. Uh, and their parents aren't their parents. Yep. It, it's basically the breakfast, breakfast Club meets Superpowers. Meets the Runaways. Meets Runaways, yes. Because that's what I was thinking, except, man, in the beginning I'm like, oh, we're teens that are smoking. <laughs> we're so bad. And I'm like, what is this, uh, early 90s, late 80s like version of bad kids like I'm gonna be late to class and I'm gonna smoke out in your tree I'll get my mom's car even, even if, if she, she says no yeah it's like uh, um yeah and you know like well, that that's Jeff Lemire he grew up in a small town so <laughs> he's got to play to those tropes <laughs> um Terry Dotson's art and the coloring is good in this book but it seems like it's a step below the art that we got in the Batman and the Superman one. The the Batman one, I thought the art was better than the actual story. Um, and in the Superman, I thought they complemented each other. This one, it just seemed, like we're saying, like the story, <clears throat> kind of a little off. I enjoyed the story, but I didn't think it was great. And the art, I enjoyed it, but again, didn't think it was great. Yeah, like and at Chris- some points took a little bit away from the story. Like Chris said, this is a comp- like almost a complete departure from what we would see from any other Teen Titans line. Uh, and this is what kind of drives me crazy about, uh, you know, when I said I'm not completely sold on Earth-1. If it was in any other medium, I would be like, oh, see, this is what they do wrong with these characters. They just don't get it when they try to shoehorn it into the mass media, mass, mass, uh, mass media outlets like they just don't get these characters at all and you know every time i read earth one now i'm like thinking the same thing and i'm like oh man i hope they don't like five years down the line they don't try to launch something using this as the basis of the story because it just i don't know but they did they launched the earth one teen titans No, no, I mean, like... No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I'm just saying they did. And yeah, like, if this was a cartoon, mm-hmm. you would, would say... Like, oh, this uh, all right, yeah. Want. This is one I want from a Teen Titans cartoon. This is one I want from a Teen Titans... Uh, TV, TV show, or, movie, yeah, uh, anything. So I'm like, why would I want it in a comic book? Like, does it make that better, that it's a comic book first? I don't think so. It's, but... With the storyline of these Earth Ones being a completely new take on them, mm-hmm. a new, and you're going with these original kind of core characters. Well, the original from the 80s. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the original team from the 80s, Paul. Maybe that's why it has that 80s feel to you. Yeah, that 80s bad. I know, there's a lot of stuff, like, just in the story, too, that. It's like, oh, we're going to go to the lighthouse. No, we're going to fight about it first. 
oh, no, we're going to break this whole scene up at the beach with a fight scene with Deathstroke, who looks ridiculous in his Deathstroke. Like I, I didn't mind the Deathstroke stuff. Armor? I mean, that's all in art, though. Yeah. I don't know. Then the cover character design of uh, what's Cyborg. Cyborg and like throughout the issue where he's just like gaining these like weird red spots all over himself like oh now this is I got hit by a rock in the face now instead of having a black eye I have a red eye thing and it just keeps on getting worse and worse for him just randomly just like I don't know well his body's becoming a spaceship like, like yeah metal over time mm-hmm. a living metal from the spaceship from the spaceship that's how he can turn his arm into a gun and blast you but he never does that in this he just punches really hard well I mean this is very much like first Teen Titans Earth One Volume One. Mm-hmm. More than any of the other like the Superman or the Batman. Mm-hmm. Where those could be, hey, here's your story. You've read it. Yeah. It has an ending point. This is done very much like it's the lead up. Yeah. There's um, gonna be mm-hmm. I, I would say with this you're gonna probably see volume two. Mm-hmm. By the end of fifteen, yeah, this seems uh, less. Jeff Lemire's already said he's he's writing it. Yeah. yeah, this is less evergreen than the other Earth ones, and I thought that was one of the par- reasons why they were doing Earth ones. They wanted things that they could put on the shelf and could stay on the shelf. Ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, they would still be you know from now, they'll still be really good standalone stories that feel like okay, I read it today it's set in today you know it's set today it's set five years from now well that's that's the thing about kind of like superman and the batman like i don't feel like either of those are someone's like oh you want to read a superman story or you want to read a batman story i'm gonna pass this one off to you like it's more just like hey here's a completely different take on it Mm mm-hmm like, yeah, Superman's I, I, more I angsty. And... Any of them like evergreen because if you want that evergreen like Superman or Batman story, it's like, well, hey, here's Batman Year One or here's Superman Birthright. You know, like it's Earth One definitely feels like an eighty story though, or uh, Batman uh, Year One. I mean, sorry. Like, yeah, Batman it. Yeah, that one was completely different from what I expected and wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But Teen Titans was a little bit more like in line with what I expected and kind of what I had hoped almost because it sold it to me. Okay, it good. was it was like a new, updated, completely different look at the characters. So I kind of went into like or not went into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess yeah. I'm going to stick to it. I went into this and came out of this a little bit more, like, sated. Because I was like, all right, like, it's it's what it said it was going to be, and that's what it did. Like, Batman was probably the one that let me down the most. Well, we've also been getting really awesome Batman stories in Batman currently, where Teen Titans, since the New 52 launched... I don't know. It seems kind of like it. It's lost its way. Well, even before oh, that, you know, when yeah. after ever since Jeff Johns left, Teen Titans it seemed to have kind of meandered along. 
Well, and then our big thing, too, about Batman was, like, we expected a lot more because it was written by Jeff Jeff Johns. Johns. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, it lost sight of the character and everything else. This, I feel, it's different, but it's still... It it has a little bit of the characters to it. And it has, and I'm sticking with that 80s, it has that 80s... (laughs) Disney kids movie kind of feel of these kids coming together with something extraordinary happening to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we can probably talk about the stuff a little bit more now because we've talked pretty broad about it mm-hmm. um, besides just like the general plot, but we've got Cyborg who's kind of more of a slacker in this than we've seen before where he's like the jock like, mm-hmm. I gotta make my parents proud. Yeah, he's kind of the exact opposite. But that's because none of the parents, except for Gar's parents, are worthwhile. Well, also Raven's granddad. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the thing I actually liked about this, kind of talking about Raven, is she's such an um, outside character. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, she's so powerful that it kind of makes sense to keep her out of it, because otherwise it seems like, oh, man, she could just... Solve everybody's problems right away. And I, I think Raven's kind of the character I like the most from this because she's probably the one that's the most different, despite the differences from everyone else. She also has a lot of question marks around her. Like, okay, is she is she how is she tied into Starfire? We already have the answers for all the other characters because yeah. they were injected with Dino D. I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, alien DNA, alien DNA, uh, and spaceship parts apparently for cyborg. And, <laughs> and for like Raven, it's a little bit more grounded, where it's like she's Native American and she has almost like that ancient Navajo powers, like that pre-cog- like precognitions. Yeah, she has visions, and uh, and her granddad used to have those visions until she was born, so it passed on to her. And his visions entailed Flash and Superman mm-hmm. and Batman and Wonder Woman. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, her grandfather had to tie into the older statesmen, and she's tied into these younger kids. And she will save them all. And But how? And there's the Starfire facility and the Blackfire facility. And it's like, yeah. all right, you know what? They're t- like, Jeff Lemire cast a wide net to capture all the DC Teen Titans characters here. And he, and I can see, like, by Volume 3, he'll have them all, you know, in the stories, worked in somehow. So, you know, when we get to the next facility, I wouldn't be surprised that we get... Kid Flash and the you know other superheroes being grown in labs. Well, I think you're probably going to see a lot more of those Marv Wolfman mm-hmm. Titans. You know, you're not going to have Robin and well, I'm Kid saying, Flash. I'm saying he will because that's the character. The you know when she goes to the cave, uh, the granddad points it out, and it's those pictures of uh, yeah, it's like Superman. Well, I don't think... Was Superman there? Uh, yeah, there's like an S, there's a bat, like... There's a bat, yeah, that's Robin, and Superboy, and... I think it's all Teen Titans characters, not... I don't think so. I think it's your Justice League superheroes. 
the but they she, also have symbols for cyborg but, and everybody and that's else. The thing, like they they all tie back into Titans though. So I read that the same way, like where it's more tied into the Titans than it is like the like the older characters. See, I I I, I, I read this like right when I got it, and then I didn't open it again, and I passed it off to you guys. Yeah. So I could be missing or have looked past something because I didn't get to like yeah I thought get it was a all refresher the, almost I thought it was all the Team Titans characters not that uh, that Raven that uh, Raven's granddad was having visions of the older statesman I think which I mean that does make sense but because this here with I, the I uh, fox and then the cat this. on the other side okay. that's Changeling that's the Aquaman that they right. just found. Starfire. What, what's the diamond? Batman. I don't know yet. That's the Flash. Kid Flash. What's I don't know who the eye... Jericho is the eye. Uh, Wonder Girl with the sword. Yep. And then Cyborg. Cyborg. Robin. I don't know who... You know, well... Uh, I don't know the diamond. Well, Blackfire will probably be the diamond. All right. There you go. Yeah, okay. I don't know who the mountainy thing is. This is oh, done Tara. very much in the world where you don't have a Superman or Batman or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I think those are yeah. symbols. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Yay! Write it down. <laughs> Episode title. 245. Paul is right. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I actually came out of this like really liking it. Looking forward to Volume Two because this, more than any of the other ones, lends itself to a Volume Two, and not just because it ends something on a cliffhanger. No, no, it literally ends on a cliffhanger with "to be continued." Like there's no, there's the last page is the last panel says "to be continued." But this is the one that I also want more from. Like, mm. if for some reason Superman Volume Three and Batman Volume Two didn't come out. I'd be okay. Like, Teen Titans Volume 2 is the one that I'd be like, oh, but I wanted to read that. And I think a lot of it is it because it's completely different that, like, fresh storytelling. And I have to give it up. Like, I really like the Terry Dodson art on it because he's an artist that normally does that, like, kind of thicker, cheesecakey style, but while it's still recognizable as like Terry Dodson art, it's a lot more youth oriented and it kind of pops a little bit more. Um, I don't think I, I enjoy the art, but there were some moments where it just kind of didn't look great. Didn't look right. Um, a lot of the beast boy stuff kind of looked a little cheesy and not that great. Um, but I, 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 and I didn't mind the Deathstroke armor. Armor, um, yeah. like it fit the look of the book. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like much of the character designs, really. With you know, uh, they're younger, so they're gonna wear midriffs, and I'm like, who does anybody wear midriffs? Like, I've yeah, been, Supergirl yeah. in the animated Superman show. In the real world, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, this yeah. is supposed to be Earth One. Go to the mall, Paul. I guess. I'm, Paul, I, that's down the phone. Paul, road stop that being I don't an old man and realize it. Yeah. The, the, I mean, like the Terra look right on the cover is what I expect Terra to look like. Okay. With the midriff showing, 
Um, <laughs> Raven's always in costume. That's just her normal clothes. It's not. She's wearing like a turtleneck and a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cape <laughs> with a weird gold, like big be- metal belt thing and Raven earrings. All right, cool. But no, you liked it. I, I just didn't think it would... Like, wow, they're all costumed even before they're in costume. It's just kind of weird. Um, Yeah. And in, in to what you were saying, Chris, is... I'm looking... I would look forward to the sequel. I, I would like to continue on the story and read two and three. But there's something about those Superman ones that I really liked, and I'm more interested in getting that third volume... Of the Superman story, Earth One. Yeah, the, the Superman ones have been good, but it's it's a Superman book, I guess. But he's a he's like a, it, he's an edgy. He's a ooh, I'm a sour he's Superman. Edgy. Look how angular his eyebrows are. Like I, it's a Superman book. If like they came out as like a miniseries, like oh, here it is, Superman Year Two Point Five or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that I wouldn't pick up. I would like scroll past it on Comicsology. I wouldn't look at it on the bookshelf. It it wouldn't catch my attention. But coming out as part of like that Earth One thing, like hey, I it's something different. It's something new. I can read it. It for me that's like something that like sells it separately. I guess. Mm-hmm. Think, Even though it's, it's a Superman book, I got. I think for the Titans book, I feel the same way that you feel about the Superman. It's a Titans okay. book. Oh, they're using these characters. It's a Titans book for those characters. Mm. And yeah, it's well done. I enjoy. I enjoyed it. I sat down, read it, cover to cover. You know, within the I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes that it took to yeah, read we, it. Yeah, we talked about this before. Uh... How, like how getting to the main topic, this? it's a really quick read. But they all are, and it's it's, it's a thin book, and Ooh. that's that's what surprises me about how long this. What was that, Paul? It's it's twenty three dollars. That's that's less than a dollar per minute. Well, it it's that's the cover price for it. Yeah. I bought this off of Amazon.com, and listener, you can too by going to bangboard.com/slash/amazon. For <laughs> Amazon. Sorry. Amazon. For, uh, it's where you can get all your Parmesan. <laughs> Sorry, I'm no, sorry. Um, you can get it new for twelve ninety seven. All right, so that drops it down to thirty cents a minute. <laughs> but here's the thing: it drops it down to less than the price for a soft cover, and it's it, it's half cover. the price of the co- of the cover price, basically. Yeah. This just came out middle of November, so this mm-hmm. is still a pretty recent read. Like it's only two months old at this point. Yeah, and I bought it last month for thirteen bucks. So. And I did check today too because if you if you're curious about this if you haven't read it yet and you want to pick it up uh, there's going to be a link to it in the show notes but you can still grab it for thirteen dollars and I've spent thirteen dollars at a comic shop and gotten less of a return for it so I, I think it's a good buy I think it's definitely worth a read and if you're a Titans fan you should definitely pick it up. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's not, there was no wow factor in this, but it is an enjoyable book. It's an enjoyable mm-hmm. read. 
I'll read Volume 2. We'll review it for the podcast when it comes out in probably 2015, in the late, late mm-hmm. 2015. Um, but, yeah, I... It's good. Check it out. Paul, closing thoughts? Closing thoughts? Uh, yeah. Um, you, you have to be somewhat interested in the Teen Titans. I'll tell you this. Enjoy it. Uh, I enjoyed reading this more than I enjoyed Essex County. Oh, you're a jerk that has no soul. That's why. Heartfelt stories from this, from small towns. Man, come on. The two brothers that... the. You know, where they were both playing on the same hockey team because and then they had the falling out. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. That happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm in another state. No, it was just what Paul said. I, I had no... There's no. He had nothing to add to it. Oh, I thought Paul did something like fumbling behind the scenes. Nope. nope. That was just that was just Paul selling Essex County, and it <laughs> dropped. <laughs> I had nothing no. more to say to that because I don't feel the same way he did. It's okay. It's okay. I I, I really enjoyed this. Um, it could be because I was a little bit surprised by it because I went in not really expecting much because it didn't have any of the characters that I liked. But what it had was the Teen Titans. Because as much as I love the characters, Kid Flash, Robin, Superboy, they're Teen Titans, but I don't equate them to the Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. When I think Teen Titans, I think Starfire, Raven, like Beast Boy. And this book was all centered on them. It didn't need any of those characters to tell the story to me. Because if I'm reading Teen Titans right now, it's to get Wonder Girl and Red Robin. When I was reading it in the early 2000s from Jeff Johns, it was to get Robin, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl. This is that 80s Teen Titans, and it operates on that level. And, hey, surprise, I I guess I like the 80s Titans without having ever read that Marv Wolfman run. So, yeah. Definitely worth thirteen bucks. Twenty four, I might have felt a little bit different about it. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I got. And uh, just putting this out there, um, February's trade and policy is going to be uh, Jim Henson's "A Tale of Sand," so you can get that um, from your Boom Arcadia. Uh, Printing house. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, the printing. Go, uh, just go right to the printing house. I'm gonna no, say, go Rum King has got me a little spacey us. right now. We get money. Yeah. Um. But uh, that's gonna be our next uh, book. I'm, I'm really looking. It's forward a to three-time that. Eisner Award-winning graphic novel, folks. Three time. Three time. Three times. Uh, you know what? I, people loved. That series, then. You know, if it wore one Eisner's three times in a row. You know what people also love? Valentine's. Oh, that's true. And if you would like to get a Valentine's from us, uh, we tried to do this every year. We might have forgot a couple of years, but we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. That's <laughs> true, sure we did, but if, we are. If you want us to... Uh, well, we just found out people were really listening now. Or you want us to send you a Valentine's, it's really easy. Uh, just 
leave us a rating and a review over on iTunes. Or if you already have, that's great, and we, we owe you a Valentine's. Just send us an email with your uh, name and address that you would like it sent to. Uh, guaranteed not to. We're not going to sell that address. It's not going to get out to the public. Unless yeah, we're not shitty sure like that. We're just going to mail you something one time and be yeah, done with it. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we'll try to remember to delete that email as soon as possible so it won't get hacked by the North Koreans. No, <laughs> because you don't want the North Koreans sending you a Valentine. <laughs> no. No, no. The glorious leader does not send you glorious Valentines. I know that. For a fact. It's a but weird we don't know, know him personally. He could. No, no. He is the un of all Valentines. Oh. <laughs> we're we're going to get hacked. You don't think he sent Valentine? No, I made a pun of his last name. That's all. No, his last name's Un. Yeah. Un. I got it. That's yeah. why I said we're going to get hacked. Uh, but before they hack us, they should leave us a rating and review over at iTunes. You know why? Because we haven't had one in quite a long time. And that so, makes Paul sad. Oh, and that's a little bit sad, too. I would love a North Korean rating and review over at iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just let me know how, how much you enjoyed getting a Valentine's Day uh, card from uh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And after later. you do That'd that, uh, make sure you check us out. Bangboard.com. We're cool. <laughs>